Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Bradley. And this is just remember anytime you have a problem with your computer, just turn it off and then on again. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried turning it off? Not off. <laughs> have you have you tried no, did you fish finish that step? Okay, because it's crucial to the next step. Now try turning it on. <laughs> Not turn it on again. Oh, what was wrong with my computer? It was unplugged. <laughs> Oh, is it plugged in? Oh, well, my favorite part is, oh, I found out why your computer is working because this is not a computer. It's a briefcase. <laughs> you brought me, you called me all the way up here to open your laptop. <laughs> I, did you see his movie? I, I did. <laughs> oh, man. We're talking about the IT crowd, by the way. A yeah. brilliant um, <laughs> British television show uh, that the entirety, all four seasons, is on uh, Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, you guys, I think I mentioned something about it last week on the show, and I finally got Adam because I sent Adam a clip. Um, if you guys have seen it, it's the episode of The Internet where <laughs> Moss and Roy convince Jen that she can take the internet to her. Uh, to her employee of the month appreciation speech. Yeah. And I showed Adam that suddenly, like the next night, Adam's like already through season two. <laughs> it was important. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, on a side note here, we're recording this podcast on the 14th of July, which should be, if you download this the day it came out, what, two days, two days ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On this day in 1789, revolutionaries stormed Bastille making marking the beginning of the french revolution father <laughs> <laughs> i just read that tidbit you know. the more you know dun, dun, dun. Do, do, do. <laughs> oh dude that uh kaylee cuoco video oh, that shit was so funny if you guys have seen this kaylee cuoco video that she does for cosplay chicks <laughs> it, it's fucking hilarious have you thought about going to slave leia 
<laughs> By the way, um, the only downside to that was I didn't see her in a Slave Leia outfit. I know, and right? Also, her last name makes her entire name sound like a cartoon. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. No disrespect. Yeah. You know, just calling it like I see it. Yeah. You know, but... Kuoko or whatever. <laughs> Quoco. Jesus Christ. Quoco. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like something you would say. Like, yeah, she's a little quoco there. It sounds like <laughs> one of those nicknames when um, trendy people combine the name of the <laughs> husband and the wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's oh, it's quoco. It's Benefer. Like that's silly shit, you know. Yeah, it's Benefer or uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Tomcat or Tom Cruising, Katie Holmes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Horrid. Uh, uh, one cool thing that came out this week, aside from the other stuff that we mentioned about, uh, is uh, finally a full-length Doctor Who trailer, uh, which has definitely probably pleased Adam because of the fact that he's been tired of this teaser trailer bullshit. Fucking Christ, dude. Like, <laughs> it. I get it, okay? Doctor <laughs> Who's a big deal. But, like, even... I, I, and I'm special. Like, I don't get... Hyped you up are about stuff. I don't get hyped up about stuff the same way as everybody else. Because I'll say, and people look at me like, "Why? What? Why are you upset?" You know, the teaser. You're getting us pumped up. Yeah, I don't want to see it. The little fucking ten second clips. I'm like, this is a waste of my time. You go look for this. Like, you're not showing me anything. If you ever want to see Adam teed off about something, just wait for a teaser trailer from Christopher Nolan movie. That really sets, sets Adam off. I don't even look it up, and and Steve will attest to this. I never never see it until he forces me to see it because we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Because like I have that. to add it in the show notes, so then Adam yeah, has to I'm go like, and oh, fucking see it. Like, great. He's like, go watch it, okay? And he'll be on the thing, and I'll watch it and go. Wonderful. I saw it. <laughs> fucking nine seconds. At Interstellar to the first one, I was like, it looks great, but it just pissed me off. And now I don't want to watch it. I don't know. I'm just impatient when it comes to information. Like, if I know that you could give me the information, give it to me. Because I'm fucking around. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I do that in conversations, too. <laughs> I'm the one that's rolling my hand like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's like uh, like in the IT crowd when Jen goes, I can understand this this tech stuff. And then she has Moss. What are you doing, Moss? He goes, well, I'm glad you asked because that... <laughs> 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 what was like, that other part that had me fucking rolling? If you want to carry around the Exorcist laptop, be my <laughs> guest. <laughs> when he's describing the Dungeons and Dragons game to her. Oh, yeah. He's like, I want to stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> he, was uh, pretty, he was a pretty good DM, though. I'm yeah. <laughs> I, had, the, had the music going and everything. <laughs> I wanted some eerie kind of music. And then we'll go... That's pretty bloody eerie. <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I know, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, I was just really surprised they As went... I just found a D20 under my keyboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just was still kind of surprised with the whole, like, they went with the Godfather reference. <laughs> and when he's like, hey, yeah, Moss, you remember, uh, you remember Fredo? He led them into Mordor. <laughs> You know what's funny? When I heard the word Fredo, I thought of Frodo, too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but oh, oh, that's not what we're talking about? Oh. I think that was the cool thing about that show, is that sometimes the jokes, like, you would fall for them. 
right. because they're typical things that are said all the time. Yeah. And then you feel stupid for a second. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Or maybe that was just me. Who knows? If, and if you hate uh, Facebook or you're just annoyed with it, definitely watch the Friend Face episode. Oh, my God. I just rolled a one on a D20. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, that's it for the show this week. So. <laughs> yeah, and then I rolled a 13. I'm going to die. <laughs> what operating system are you running? Uh, Vista, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we we have to run, Roy. I know. I can't move. In the end, when he's going through customer support, you see Roy slowly moving his hand. He scratches his balls and then slowly puts his head back where it was. You got to get the important shit done. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like there's some things where you have to move. <laughs> the episode where um, what was it? Oh, uh, where he's on the seventh floor. It's a calendar episode. Oh, yeah. And, like, he didn't even set that up. It was just, and I was noticing, like, this shit's just happening. And right when I said that, it turns to his face, and he has that exact look on his face, like, I don't even do anything. Like, it's just, it's just this, becoming a thing. This is really happening. Was, <laughs> he was so happy. And then the fucking bitch had to fuck it up. Oh, grandmothers of the girls on the seventh floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> then he saw things and he's doing he's doing the pictures of the geeks and then towards the end of he's got a cigarette hanging never seen him smoke in the entire show he has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth like oh just his eyes are all red even like just the bent over <laughs> just do that and he's not even looking at the camera he's just popping pictures <laughs> oh my god you guys have to see that really really great so you, and at the end you'll you will even if you go straight through, you'll watch it, you'll enjoy it, you'll actually go through it again, because like I watch him here with my brother. That's how I started watching it, and then Heather wanted to see him, so I was rewatching him again, and I was just like, these are so fucking bro, catching shit that I didn't catch the first time. Yeah, there was a couple of episodes I watched um, twice. <laughs> Been watching a lot of shit lately. So, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, shit to look out for, apparently Stan Lee wants a cameo in the Batman Superman movie. Give it to him. Exactly. Uh, there'll be people out there, fuck him, he didn't create any... It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. You, it almost it almost is like, he should be in any comic book movie, whether he created it or not. They do an Archie comic, he should be the dude behind the ca- uh, behind the grill flipping burgers. That's what be, I'm saying. He should be Jughead. <laughs> right off the bat, dude. <laughs> See, he's one of those dudes that like, Whatever he wants, just give it to him. For for two reasons, he's so iconic yeah. for good shit, not for being right. dumb or like right. a, a Kardashian. He's like <laughs> right. iconic for good shit, and he's old. Like, don't fuck with him. Just give him whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, I, and I think true, true comic book fans would laugh and enjoy the fact that Stanley was in it. Mm-hmm. Even you know, it's those little bitches that you always hear that complain about everything. You know, they changed the core origin of his story. It's like shut the fuck up. When Batman pivots on his left foot, he only turns 38 degrees. They made him turn 41. In issue 36 of Detective Comics. Uh... <laughs> in a crossover event, when you when it starts within a crossover event, just shut him out. <laughs> I know. It's not even worth it. First of all, not relevant if it's a crossover event. Exactly. Second of all, shut the fuck up. Please. If it happens in anything where there's like, you know, if it was in, oh, say, a crisis series not really relevant yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man but it's true I, I would 
to me, if I saw Batman, Superman, and like you see something going, I see Stanley kind of like look up, I would cheer. You know, it would. Yeah, be, I would. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what did you say before the podcast? He should be in any Hollywood movie. Any <laughs> Hollywood blockbuster. Like, he should have been in Black Swan. Like, everything. Just put him in everything. It makes everything better. Exactly. The response when you see Stan Lee, it, he's been in so many of the Marvel movies now. It's not the fact that he created the character. It's just seeing Stan Lee. It's like finding Waldo when you open the book. Yeah. Like, everybody's just happy that they it's, saw Stan Lee. Yeah. It's like when Stan Lee didn't appear in... Um, in uh, what do you call it uh, X-Men First Class there was a collective groan from like the audience of like an ah he should be in those so it's you know Stanley is so great because he's he's like he's like typical happy older people like he's he's still stuck in yeah. a time that is gone like right. he says do you know how corny it is if someone says Excelsior oh yeah but when he says it it's perfectly fine Exactly. If not the perfect thing to say in that situation. <laughs> like, but if you say it, you're going to sound like a fucking moron. People are going to look at you and go, really, dude? <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking serious right now? When, before the podcast, Adam was, Adam goes, let my people go. And I go, in the background, you hear, Excelsior. Because <laughs> he's that old. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me that. Fucking Stanley's the shit. And the oh, day yeah. that he dies. Oh, my God. I'm taking days off of work. Seriously, I can't dude. do it. I, I can't I just, even. You're gonna see said. you're gonna see black pages on every comic book cover from here to Vertigo. Oh, straight up, dude. Yeah. DC will show respect. Everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be like straight black covers, in honor of him or his face on on the covers. You know. And there'll be the occasional person that will say something stupid. Of course. They don't like Marvel or something. Yeah. And they don't understand comic book history. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? And then everyone will tell him to sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, you know what? If you killed yourself right now, no one would care. Yeah. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> love you, the internet. <laughs> you say it's just all dramatic. Excelsior. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Are you really this much of a douchebag? True believer. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that shit. Uh, we gotta we should that. have a cameo in the movie, though, but I think this is a rumor. Yeah. Or uh, Stanley just being fucking goofy. I, I think Stanley just was like, because he said it in an interview that he. Well, was... he's always. He said that he likes Batman, he's yeah. always liked that character. And you know it would just be fun. I think in any instance it would just be fun and funny to have that in there. And then it kind of like I mean you can't have DC without Marvel and Marvel without DC. So it just kind of makes sense, you know. Bat Batman to me has always been a DC character that would I think kind of fits what Stanley likes to make a character out of. He has a lot of issues. You know, right. He's working through them and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, before he doesn't Stan kill, Lee, huh? He doesn't kill. Yeah, exactly. Before Stan Lee, Batman was like the only popular character that had issues. Yeah. Everybody else was like, I have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's boring as shit. Yeah. Superman. Dude, there's a there's a documentary from PBS, surprisingly, um, regarding comics and superheroes. And, and it's uh, called uh, Superheroes, The Never-Ending Battle. It's a three-part episode on, comic, on um, Netflix now. It's available on Netflix. 
And uh, it's actually really, really cool because, like, they start with the beginning of comics and how they came around. And so they're talking to some, like, old-time writers and comic historians and things like that and showing old panels then the 60s and 70s and then, of course, 80s through now. So, but they touch on a lot of cool stuff on there, the movies, the impacts on pop culture, things like that. And uh, it's actually really, really interesting. They have some really cool voiceovers. In the first episode, the last episode, not so much. But in the first episode or two, when they had anything Batman-related, Adam West did the voiceover of the Batman panel. Um, and then they had, uh, in the first episode, they were showing, like, Superman, come, you know, gaining popularity. And they had Tim Daly from the animated series doing Superman's voice. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Um, but it was it's a really really interesting series they 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 have a lot of uh, really good as far as like getting to know some of those and and if you know comics and stuff like that it's cool because it's kind of like nostalgic but if you really don't know shit about comics you really should look at this I have a real question that reminds me of something I was thinking about the other day why the fuck isn't the Batman animated series on Netflix I don't know like I so wish it was (laughs) They have all the other things. They have Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I thought Batman. Batman. I thought the animated series was on Netflix. No, sir. They I have know almost the every other every other one. Superman's on there, though. I think. I'm on Netflix right now. This is Batman the animated series is available on DVD only. Interesting. And then it tries to sell me the DVD plan, which I don't <laughs> have. So <laughs> it's like, <sighs> I have a feeling that Netflix does that. With like really iconic shit that someone wants to watch over and over again, they keep it on DVD. But now that doesn't make sense because they don't really want to no, have DVDs anymore yeah. anyway. Well, that's the thing is like I was online and I was they were showing like they uh, I was looking at some episodes. Oh, because uh, I was at Heavish Place this weekend and we were watching Three's Company, dude. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and dude, it was blonde, that blonde chick's fucking hot. Oh, Suzanne Summers. But yeah. it was the it was the old seventies. So I was like. Exactly. It was that whole heavy, like, you know, 70s riff, you know. And uh, so we were, we were watching that, and I go, why is this not on Netflix? So I went on Net, on, um, and I came across this article that said, like, 10 shows that for some reason are not on Netflix. And it was like, uh, Three's Company, like, The Waltons, um, uh, the Batman um, 60s series. You know, it was. I was like, going, "That's yeah. true. None of these are on there." It's like, why what? though? There yeah. has to be a reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, because it's not even about. Oh, there wouldn't be a big enough audience. It doesn't matter if it's iconic in any way. It 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 deserves to be on Netflix. And it doesn't even matter too if it's iconic. There will be people like, "Oh shit, I haven't seen this show in, since I was a kid." You're gonna want to see if it holds up. And you got to be some it. kind of copyright. Like it's t- it's owned by people that it tied up or something like that. Yeah. So. I don't know, but it's it's a fucking trip, dude. All I right. kind of want to buy the Batman animated series because it's like I think four seasons, and yeah, it, um, but like the long like forty episode seasons, and then it um, it's only like twenty bucks a season, like that's, Walmart DVD. Yeah. yeah, but then I could watch it on fucking Netflix for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for free, but you know well, what I mean. It's like it's like when you see like uh, House of Cards and Orange Is the New Black. They're on Netflix. You know they're gonna be on Netflix forever. And yet you can buy them on DVD and Blu-ray. Why? <laughs> because people will. It's like... I don't know why, but people... Well, you know why? People that don't have Netflix. Yeah, but then you're going to buy something you haven't seen? You tell me you never bought a movie you've never seen? 
be honest um, with yourself. A, a movie, but not a series. Yeah, that's true, because that's kind of expensive. Exactly. You're looking at, especially the Blu-ray, you're looking at like 50, 60 bucks for that. Which is perfectly okay for those two shows that you mentioned. But not, if I hadn't yeah. seen them. Exactly. Yeah. What if it doesn't live up to the hype, stuff like that? You know, it's like, to me, it just doesn't make, didn't make sense. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I love that show. I'm going to buy the DVD so I can binge watch when I want. You can do it on <laughs> Netflix. So, no, it's just, it always struck me as odd. I don't know, man. There's got to be a reason, though. Yeah. It's the man keeping us down, dude. The struggle. The struggle is real, dude. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. First world problems, honestly. <laughs> I know. I can't watch the Batman animated series on Netflix. <laughs> this is bullshit. And he goes, <laughs> some guy in the middle, some African, you know, community out there in, like, you know, Africa is, like, going, and I can't get water to my people. But you can't see Batman the animated series on Netflix. Exactly. I understand the importance. Yeah, see? I can go without a drink of water. I have a Mountain Dew. I'm just saying that I don't watch Batman the Animated Series. Uh, wow. America. I'm obviously kidding. Hashtag kidding, not kidding. I think I'm kidding because I really do. You know, a lot of those episodes, like the best episodes of the Animated Series are on YouTube. Mm. random people put them up like all the joker episodes are on youtube i, I one night i watched all of the joker episodes it was like 20 something episodes <laughs> oh dude this is like the it crowd yeah when she crush she looks like the joker yeah <laughs> i'm going on a date with the joker <laughs> <laughs> i thought you particularly liked that one too <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. Hey, stop fu let's stop fucking around. All right. Let's get time to get it. Let's get into some news. In uh, movie news this week, uh, when the once popular producing and writing team of Robert Orsi and Alex Crooksman uh, disbanded earlier this year, it was clear that this still needed to work on Amazing Spider-Man 3 for Sony. However, Sony recently announced that they are pushing back the third part of the trilogy until 2016. Mm, technically. It appears that as for the writing team, there is another change in the film. Orsi mentioned that he is no longer involved with the project. Currently, he's working on the script for Star Trek 3, which is not officially being greenlit until the studio has time to review the completed script. Kretzman is uh, set to direct the Venom feature, but Orsi's role in the Spider-Man franchise is unknown. I don't know what their plans are for the franchise, Orsi said when he was asked about his continued involvement. I don't even want to say, um, I don't ever want to say never, but we have to figure out what their scheduling is in terms of uh, when they want each movie. I've read probably as much as everyone else. There's a love for Sinister Six, the idea of Venom. There's an idea that, um, there's an idea of Spider-Man's going to be in one of these character parts uh, of our business. But he's such a popular character. Spider-Man isn't going anywhere, isn't going away anytime soon. When it all happens and how and all is yet to be determined. While most sites are focusing on which film will come out before the third Spider-Man film, I think there should be some consideration about who will be playing the Web Slinger when either of the when either the third film comes out or the Sinister Six movie comes out. Andrew Garfield has made it pretty clear that he's bailing after the third film, which is where his contract ends. Director Mark Webb has confirmed that he is out after the third film as well. So the idea of having someone new under the mask has to be a point of contention when the films will be released. He has to do the third film, but if Sony wants him to be in the Sinister Six, then you need to renegotiate the contract. 
To me, especially since they have been working hard on this universe, they should get Garfield to work one more movie before he bails. When, uh, when we can say from experience, the talk about leaving can be used as a ploy to give Garfield a bigger piece of the pie, much like Hugh Jackman and Robert Downey Jr. used in previous announcements. Although, Garfield doesn't have the audience draw that even Tobey Maguire carried on the original films. Nevertheless, Sony has to work harder to make their films match up to those of Fox and Marvel. So if it means play, paying Garfield more money to stay on a bit longer, then so be it. To me, Amazing Spider-Man 4 would be perfect time to bring in a new Parker after all the movies are said and done. It's all types of bullshit with that situation. He was, um, the same day I wrote an article on the same dude, um, what was it? On the other movie he was doing. Oh, so this new Star Trek, because he's, he's directing the new Star Trek too. Right, yeah. So, so he's coming I, up. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is just that like you know everybody's like oh spider-man you know when's spider-man 3 coming out and then they have sinister 6 to me you can't really have sinister 6 without spider-man and to think that they would do a spider-man 3 and then have a sinister 6 with a new spider-man you know that just seems a little weird there's already been too many spider-mans exactly like it, the thing is the, the new spider-man movies they're good but they they haven't been excitingly good for me yeah, like I watch them. I think they're good movies, you know. But they're they they don't have that that Avengers feel or that Captain America feel or something like that. Yeah, you know, if Sony would stop fucking around. Well, I think the big problem with them was is just the whole rebuilding process. The whole we're rebooting the franchise, even though it didn't really need to be rebooted. Yeah, they you just know. needed to make a fourth one that didn't suck. Yeah, exactly. That's all they right. really had to do. Because Tobey Maguire was a fine Spider Man. Yeah, wrong with him. You know, the but, emo thing was a little weird, but <laughs> just but, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Emma Stone and uh, and uh, Andrew Garfield had great chemistry as Gwen and uh, Peter Parker, so it should be. It, I'm just kind of curious because we have we've heard of like oh these announcements and these people are tied to it, but we haven't heard shit from any about anything. So, but then also every time I see Emma Stone on the screen, I'm just waiting for her to die. <laughs> like there's a part of me that's always going so you're gonna die soon you're gonna die right you know and I think Sinister Six is when it's gonna happen if they mold the two together you haven't seen the second one yet huh yes I have Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man 2 The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Gwen Stacy oh no I haven't no. why is she dead <laughs> spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet and if you haven't the fuck are you doing yeah finally yeah and in the I thought it was done in the I thought it was actually kind of great little, a little throwback to the way it happened in the comics. Now you ruined the whole movie for me. Not really, because I forgot I hadn't seen it. So, <laughs> like I said, it's it's a good movie, I'm sure, but I just don't care as much. Like I saw Avengers too. I saw the second Captain America movie. Don't you fucking worry about that. You know, <laughs> right. or, I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of movies that no one really gave a fuck about. <laughs> Jeez. One of the most requested films uh, for the guys at Rift Tracks um, to do their magic on is the Godzilla remake from 1998, directed by Roland Emmerich. Right? Emmerich? Emmerich, yeah. That's fine. This version of Godzilla was visually <laughs> impressive. 
when it was released, but the quality of the film as a whole can be argued either way. Sounds like the perfect movie for Riff Tracks to get their hands on. Uh, Michael J. Nielsen, um, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett, known for their work on the iconic Mystery Science Theater 3000, raised the licensing money for the movie through a successful Kickstarter campaign. Quote, Thanks to our many Kickstarter contributors for were (laughs) thanks to our many Kickstarter contributors were happy to be able to do the best giant lizard movie of the late '90s," said Nielsen. Because (laughs) because everything about it is big, we pledge to supersize the laughs as well. Oh, okay. A live airing of the event will take place from Durham, New North Carolina, in select theaters nationwide. Um, on Thursday, August 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 7 p.m. Um, Central Time. A second showing will play on Tuesday, August 19th at 7.30 local time. The event will stretch across 650 theaters across the United States uh, through Fathom's digital broadcast network. Of course, if you're not into the whole live thing, you can just wait for it to hit DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, this should make the movie a bit easier to watch. <laughs> Riff Tracks is so fucking funny, dude. And I haven't even seen half of their shit. Like, oh, I haven't seen any of the Twilight ones because I don't like Twilight. I don't care. Dude, like, it makes Twilight look so... It's so much more easier oh, to watch. I can, only, I can only watch it that way. I'm getting a headache. I've seen the Twilight movies because I have a 14-year-old daughter. Yeah. And but... I'm getting a headache just thinking about having to watch them again, even if it's dubbed over. There's such horrible, and I'm not. You know what? I know it's it's the it's kind of the end thing to hate Twilight or whatever. But it's just seriously, they're horrible fucking movies. And I read, I tried to even give the book a chance. I read the first hundred pages, which I read really faster than a big deal. But I read the first hundred pages of the first book. I can't. I couldn't go any further. It's such a horrible, horrible story. Yeah. Written by a dumbass. <laughs> Somebody told me Twilight was the new Lord of the Rings. And oh, I almost slapped them in the face. I yeah, it I was close. I would have taken a staff, shoved it through their chest, and said, "You shall not pass, pass motherfucker." <laughs> Frodo out. Right. <laughs> if you go, if you go to lazygeeks.com and you look at the riff tracks taking on uh, 98 Godzilla article, I do have their trailer. Uh, which shows some highlights of what they're going to do. Basically, it shows the movie and them making make it just pretty funny. It's only 31 seconds. Yeah, I, know, I, but... I, I'm gonna, I'll go see that. <laughs> i got to see that. Uh, all right, moving on to the gaming news. Back in June, Microsoft made some changes to their price scheme in regards to the Xbox One to make it more appealing to gamers who were happily picking up a cheaper and better thought-out PlayStation 4. Microsoft hasn't said if the removal of the Kinect from the Xbox One or services from the paywall have helped increase their sales. A new smaller tactic has become evident on some Xbox 360 users. Certain Xbox 360 users could receive a $75 online credit if they upgrade to an Xbox One. If you receive the promotion, which will appear in your Xbox 360 dashboard, you will receive the credit when you buy the system for a bundle uh, from a Microsoft store or local retailer, quote unquote. 
Uh, of course, the promotion is not without its limitations. You need to receive the notification through your Xbox 360 console, and the promotion is only valid in the United States. The promotion is designed to last until the end of the month. The credit will be online, so you can purchase the. Um, you, so you can, it can be used to purchase games, add-on content, or anything else available on the Xbox on the Xbox Marketplace. As some online publications mentioned, you will be able to purchase your first full game on Xbox for free and have some change to spare. It's not a bad thing that helps the cost of the console and it helps in the cost of the console because that should help in the decision to purchase a second game. Because you know, you always have to buy two. Of course. Yeah, you buy one and then you're like, ah, I need to get something else. And because like when I got my PlayStation 3, I bought uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 and because it was a Blu-ray player, 300. Right. Yeah. Which is a perfect blue, like that's the perfect Blu-ray to buy when you first got. It. That's the first Blu-ray I bought too. Yeah, because it's just like over the top fucking visuals. Exactly. So it's like going, ah, oh, what would be good? Ooh, this would be good. If they when, had, if they had Watchmen at the time, I probably would have bought that. Um, since this is Microsoft's latest desperate attempt <laughs> to get people to buy the Xbox One, when is Microsoft just going to realize that the Xbox One is this decade's Dreamcast? <laughs> and uh, sell Halo to the Wii because I, I just don't I don't understand what's going like the Xbox One has the potential it's just marketing that's fucking it up it's the silly little decisions they're making yeah. and all that and the backtracking and all that bullshit that stretches from before the system even came out yeah it's silly shit and Sony's just sitting back counting money exactly uh, I mean to me it's just like you know e- I think it's a little a little late. I think we probably won't see any real impact from this until the holiday season rolls around. Because, you know, you'll still have those kids that will really want it. And now with it matching the PlayStation, I think you're going to probably see a little bit of a spike. But until then, I don't think you're going to really see much. Because this is kind of like, like I said before the podcast, please buy me. Please. Well, also, this isn't really the prime time. For people to buy consoles right now in in the summertime, because all the all the people that wanted it already bought it, right. and then when Christmas comes along, that's when more yeah. people will get it. And tax return season stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for the Americas, uh, I don't know. It's just for the Americas. The Americas, maybe just the <laughs> United States of America. I don't know the tax. Is is that like the pe- is, like, is that like the pedal stool? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> now I notice it too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know. Um, this this reminds me. I forgot to tell you. I was. Uh, I think I'm, you know my Xbox 360 broke. Right. So we don't have a console now. Um, I was thinking about buying my kids a Wii U. Yeah. And 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 you're gonna buy Mario Kart, right? Obviously. That fucking looks sicker than shit. There are three. There are no. There are four reasons I'm, I'm gonna get a Wii U after talking all that shit about the Wii U. Mm-hmm. One, the game library is getting better. Right. It's still Mar. It's still Nintendo shit, but it's getting better. Two, I realized you didn't have to use that big goofy ass pad all the time. You just oh, right, use a yeah. normal controller. Three, Zelda. Mm-hmm. Two, open world Zelda. <laughs> yes, those are two individual things. The new Zelda game looks amazing. Mario Kart looks cool. Super Smash Brothers looks cool. And I know yeah. the kids will get a kick out of it. And a P. I don't, I don't want to buy the kids for PS4, man. No. No, there's no kids games on it there's like two no and i think at this particular point i mean when you and i were talking about it you were saying like yeah you could still do netflix and all that shit on it and 
but yeah you want to do a little more kids games and and that makes sense you know plus you know you're helping nintendo out <laughs> yeah you might actually get a you might actually get a thank you letter from nintendo saying <laughs> hope alive nintendo. <laughs> exactly well the thing is too is even if their system is We're, doing thank that you well for, thank you for buying this the struggle's real Right. The one thing you can always rely on Nintendo for, even if your their system's not doing well, they'll, they won't give up on it. Yeah. They'll just keep putting games out, and they'll keep going, and then they'll make another system later on. <laughs> they never stop. It's it keep going until submission, and then you know. But yeah. no, I mean, well, I told you before that I because of like Mario Kart was the big reason why I was considering a Wii U was because of Mario Kart because it just looks so much fun and Microsoft. I mean, um, Microsoft. Um, how dare you i know it's a, how dare you sir <laughs> um uh nintendo actually scored big when it came out people bought the wii u because of mario kart but now you have super smash brothers you have zelda you know fucking star fox all of that shit's coming to to the wii u and it's like oh cool games that we are excited about yeah and that's all they needed to do and and I think for you and you know, I I think for your you know it's it is funny to you because when you told me I was like really, like I thought you were just gonna get a refurb Xbox you know 360 and go from scratch go from. There. I don't want an Xbox because I've had so many refurbed Xbox 360s. I'm done, you know what I mean? And it's like oh I, oh wait no 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 I remember uh, PS4 uh, PS3. I was thinking of that too, and that's still on the table, but for like a hundred bucks more I can get a newer system mm. you know but the only problem is it doesn't have Minecraft which is like the biggest game my kids care about mm. so weighing options you know you, got, you, options. you guys go ahead and let us know if, if you care enough you want to tell Adam what what he should get nobody a, cares a Wii U or a, play, a refurb play, uh, PlayStation 3 uh, let us know website email us podcast at lazygeeks.com or no. hash Send hashtag. me a telegram, you know, yeah. just fucking... Or hit us on Twitter, hashtag the fuck. The fuck. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck TLG. So, you know. There you go. The yeah. fuck. D-A F-U-Q F-U-Q, yeah. TLG. <laughs> just hope we remember to go, God, nobody, uh, nobody used that hashtag. Are we spelling it right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Real no. serious. <laughs> Alright, so <clears throat> one of my current obsessions skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> is a Kerbal Space Program. Everyone can say they've built and flown a spaceship in whatever sci-fi game they they choose, but to do it with a game that simulates real physics and current rocket technology is a whole other story. Developer Squad has announced the next update. It's making things a lot more real. Currently, there isn't much to do in career mode unless you want to do it, meaning there is no set goal. This is great for players that want a true sandbox feel and feel they make they should make all the decisions, which is what sandbox mode is for. <laughs> it's in beta, so yeah. yeah. Um, career mode, however, tasks the player with earning science on successful missions to be able to purchase technology upgrades. This mode will be expanded in the next update. Squads Fedip... Oh, shit. <laughs> Fallon, Fallinge? Fallinge. Yeah, why not? Sure. Writes, writes on the official squad blog. Uh, career mode is greatly expanded now by the addition of funds and reputation. 
Funds are required to launch vessels and reputation is earned and lost by doing contracts or failing them. Uh, in, this in this release, your reputation is, is already used to regulate the level and amount of contracts offered. Lower reputation means fewer and less prestigious contract offers, while high reputation means more and more ambitious proposals. Uh, the contracts will be ha handled through the mission control facility and will gain the player additional science when completed. Now you can't just throw whatever you want into space and hope for the best. This brings the simulation Aww. to a more realistic way. <laughs> yeah, it's like before everything was free. So you could, if you had the technology and the part, you could just build whatever you want. You could crash it a million times and nobody cared. Right. But now you have funds. So now you can't be <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> so it, Shit it just got real. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of cool because if you look at a lot of Kerbal videos on, on YouTube, people go, yeah, I launched into space using like 86 fucking fuel boosters and shit. <laughs> like it, it's, it, it's cool to watch, but it's not realistic because no one can do that here. It would cost right. billions of dollars. You know, so people are going to have to be forced to make realistic ships and actually pay attention to the weight and, and everything a little bit more and I think it's it's pretty cool man I mean this game is the shit you know I haven't played it in like a week though because I've been watching a lot of a lot of shows <laughs> a lot of Netflix <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm personally keeping Netflix entertained with how much I watch it um but good game man if you haven't played it play it right on bitches Right on, right on, right on. Right on, right on. <laughs> All right. Into comic book news. Uh, probably one of the most popular female writers in comics and polarizing with DC has just announced she's leaving Batgirl with her September issue. The once fired, then rehired writer for DC, Gail Simone, is leaving the title again over creative differences with the editorial staff. She will be replaced by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, <laughs> men, uh, as writers... And Babs are uh, taking on artist duties. They have completely redesigned Batgirl's uniform from head to toe, and it mm -hmm. and it definitely looks like a major shift from what we have uh, known of, of the character to this point. Simone took to tw um, to her Twitter page to encourage fans to read the new direction of the comic, and reiterated that she wasn't fired over the title. Okay, just to clarify, I did not get fired on Batgirl. I left over creative differences. Fletcher describes the direction of the uh, as the best elements of Veronica Mars and girls, which doesn't make sense to me, and with a dash of Sherlock thrown in for good measure. The book will feature Batgirl leaving the rest of the Bat family behind as she moves on to grad school and finds her own place within Gotham. We really wanted to make this a book with a light tone, a fun adventure and mystery, and let the rest of the Bat family deal with the darkness, Stewart told MTV. She got, she's got problems and conflict and enemies to fight, but her priority was to make this a really fun, rollicking read. Batgirl is a terrific character. She's not motivated by tragedy or revenge. She fights for justice because she believes it's the right thing to do. She's whip smart, kick ass in fight, and there's a sense of fun and excitement around her, and I think has made her an enduring character. We intend to showcase all of these qualities in a manner that we think has yet 
been seen in her title. Simone's final issue will hit stands with issue 34 in September, while Fletcher and company will start their journey with issue 35 in October. Simone has been a fan favorite for the title for a long time and is curious to see if fans will stick or even like the new direction. I, like many, will buy the is that issue and see where it goes from there. You can see the Doc Martin cladded <laughs> Batgirl uh, in the artwork on the site LazyGeeks.com. I, I can almost guess what's going to happen. Men take over, and now she's not motivated, or she's leaving the Gotham family. The Gotham family is the one who deals with the dark. She's going to be like a fucking bubbly college girl yeah. with sexy problems. Well, did you see, you've seen the artwork, right? I haven't so. seen it. No, I haven't oh. seen it at all. Let me click on click. click on the link and check out to see what it looks like. Talk right. minds. I didn't even know those were still cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's cute now. Yeah, she doesn't look threatening at all. She just looks cute. Yeah. I like how her belt hangs a little low on one side of her hip. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why do we have to do this to every... Ugh. And I'm taking a selfie. Oh taking, a, taking a selfie at the club, you know? Like, <laughs> come on. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Are you in the black book? And who knows? The story could be great, and it's just the cover artist is being a fucking... Yeah. Slag or something. Yeah, I said slag. <laughs> being a slag. Um... I don't know. It it just it, it, when you were reading it, I'm like, I already know what's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> he, she's gonna become cute. Yeah. Because Batgirl, you can't really make Batgirl sexy because she's always portrayed as being kind of young. So yeah. she'll be cute. You'll still want to screw her. Is basically what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> um, I like how your what I'm trying to say is really out of left field. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say is waffles are great for lunch and dinner. So. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> All right. Shut up. I have a comic book story that I actually wrote. It's very important. That's, wow. Yeah. Okay, every, every, okay kids, <clears throat> get, gather around the fire. <clears throat> me, me, me. Okay, <clears throat> wait, I'm going to be like Moss. I'm going to pull out some popcorn and uh, water. Right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> Anyone who has been to the San Diego Comic-Con can attest to the fact that there are a lot of lines. To be honest, you'll spend most of your time in them if you want to see everything that interests you. One of the areas most famous for its epic lines is Hall H, the 6100 capacity hall that features some of the most popular movie and television panels at the event. Event, planner, event planners are trying to alleviate some of the line stress with the new wristband system they're calling Toucan Trackers. <clears throat> Toucan Trackers, which sounds like a fucking toy I get in a cereal box. Two, thank you. Two can <laughs> trackers consist of four different colored wristbands that will be distributed to those in line um, to 1 a.m. the night before and then again after 5 p.m. before the event. or before I don't know. It said before the event, but there's like a million events at Hall H, so I, yeah. I'm assuming they mean before Comic-Con yeah. um, starts. Each color represents a different chance of getting in with no color guaranteeing entry into Hall H. However, Comic-Con says those that decide to wait in line either way should, quote, should get into the room. Less wristbands than seats will be given out, so that sounds accurate, but for obvious reasons, they can't guarantee. Those without wristbands at all have a, quote, small chance, end quote, of getting into Hall H that day. So it's best to get a wristband, wristband if you can. Even though uh, it doesn't guarantee you. Yeah. Basically, you're not guaranteed to get in Hall H. 
either way. It doesn't matter what happens. Then what's the fucking point? I know. While, while I see what they are trying to do, it isn't really necessary in my opinion. Yes, the lines are long for Hall H, but that's just how it is. Most of the time, complaining about the, the line with those around you is half the fun, and anticipation only builds as you wait. <laughs> we had some fun in this fucking line, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> and is... I haven't had sex in like three weeks with that chick, man. That oh, cosplay, she was asking for it. Right. That's when you start the real Comic-Con. You start learning some shit. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, this new system is only going to alienate those that don't have wristbands, it may cause more trouble than it's worth. We'll see how it pans out. So I think it's stupid. It's a oh, stupid yeah. idea. Like it is. People... There's, no, there's no point in it. So basically, you're going to get in line. There's going to be a long line. And they're going to hand out wristbands. Right? Right. And you could be in line just as long as the five people in front of you, but not get a wristband. And you're not getting in. Yeah. That's Fuck what you. I... you know, yeah, that's, that's so stupid. I know, to me, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, we're going to hand out wristbands, but even though you get a wristband, doesn't guarantee you're going to... Then how are you going to get... Then how is it even working out? I don't understand how You know, happens. what I can see this is going to do, though, is you're going to hand out the wristbands right. And you get your fucking magenta wristband or whatever, and then people are going to piss off, and they're not going to stand in line anymore. They're going to go chase Jessica Negri around the fucking floor for four hours, and then wander <laughs> back... <laughs> like five minutes before, but I have a wristband, and they're yeah. gonna conveniently forget the not guaranteed to get in, even if you have a wristband part, and people are right. gonna be flipping the fuck out. It's just, right. it's stupid. They're just causing too many problems. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it sucks the way they're gonna, the way they have it, and the way it's gonna be. I mean, yeah, it does suck, but you know what? That's part of it. If you don't like it, don't go to Comic Con. But the thing is, it doesn't suck. The the it's just the way it is. The hall by fire code, can only yeah. take 6,100 people. They let you line up early as fuck. If you don't get there early enough, you don't get the fuck in. Yeah. It's called a line. <laughs> That's how they work. And these little systems to make the line less stressful is retarded because it's never going to win because a line is a line is a line. <laughs> and only a few, only a certain amount of people can get into the fucking hall. <laughs> so stupid. It just uh, doesn't make any sense. It sounds like they're doing something to show they're doing something. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, because you can tell just by simply listening to what it's about, it's not going to help you at all. It's not going to, it really is not going to help anyone. And also, the worst part of it all toucan trackers? You can just call it wristbands. Yeah, toucan like, trackers. Toucan trackers? Come on. That's <laughs> stupid. That literally sounds like a toy microscope I'd get. In that cereal with the toucan, what is that toucan Sam cereal? Uh, yeah, it's uh, fruit, fruit loops. Is it fruit loops? Fruit yeah. loops. Yeah. I usually ate fruit rings in a bag when I was a kid <laughs> because of the struggle. Yeah, but <laughs> they taste the same. Uh, but yeah, it's just yeah. I you know what I think the problem is is that you know especially with Comic Con, the way they're doing it is they're just. They don't like people complaining. They want to look like they're trying to do something, and it's not going to help. And I think it's just – it's like, look, we, we get it. You're, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. But I think people need to shut up and just deal with it. I mean, you and I were in it. It didn't. It wasn't that bad. No, and we you didn't know. get there early. Yeah. I think we stood in line for what, two hours? Yeah, for – yeah, for – we didn't really stand a whole lot in the we stood in the, We stood in line for two hours. 
we complained a little bit, but mostly because, you know, why not? Right. We were in, and we, we made sure we brought some food with us and we had some water. That's the thing is people don't fucking prepare. Yeah. They go, oh, I'm going to go stand in line and they have nothing and they yeah. can't go get anything. So now they're hungry and they're right. thirsty and all that bullshit. Yeah. We were hanging out. We took care of it, sat down a couple of times, whatever. We got into the hall and Steve educated me a bit and said, we're in Hall H now. We're not leaving it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have a seat, and that's it. And I said, okay. And we just stayed in Hall H. And, and but the I cool... complained oh. about my cell phone not working. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. But then at the same time is that between sets, you got to remember, too, is that not everybody's into all the stuff. So then you can kind of slowly migrate. And you can to migrate move up a little bit. bit. I don't think we did that, though. We did a little bit. Like, we were, you and me were set apart. You know, because I think you and John were sitting in two other spots, and then oh yeah, that's and then, true. Then we ended up being able to move together. Yeah, as soon as the point. people next to you got up, you were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, get over here, here now. <laughs> yeah, because I had to text John and not you because he couldn't get to you. I honestly only, fuck you. I only, <laughs> I only wanted to be in Hall H, and and th there was a time in the line. I remember this because I was like. Ugh. Is it even worth it to get in? The, like, what are we going to see? Right. Yeah, because I think it was towards the very end of waiting in the line, like right before that started moving. And I was like, what are we really going to see here? Because I'm getting tired. And it wasn't about standing in line. I felt I was wasting time. I could be on the floor, like looking at comic books and shit. You know, and you kept telling me, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. And then you said Kate Beckinsale. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was prepared <laughs> yeah. to wait another three hours. <laughs> Because Kate Beckinsale was there. Ooh, and she was wearing that little black dress, dude. God. Oh, she, yeah, she she was worth it. For everything else, it was worth it. I mean, it. we were like two and a half miles away from the stage. <laughs> but but she was in the vicinity. She knew I was there, and I was aroused. That's all, that's all that mattered. <laughs> that's the real, the real kicker, though, is, is we were in Hall H, but we watched it from the television screens in Hall H. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like going to a sports game and getting nosebleed seats. But it was cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah. I think most of the experience, too, is not the actual thing you're seeing, but just being with a bunch of people that like the same shit. Yeah. Because when, you, when you're into that geek stuff, nowadays it's a little better because it's chic. But then right. you, you sit there and you go, you're not really – you don't really like this shit, so please yeah. leave me alone. But, like, you'll be at work or just in a normal setting and people are looking at you like, why do you, why do you even care yeah. You know, who shot <laughs> if Han shot first, <laughs> stupid shit like that. You know, and then you, it when you does to, matter <laughs> when you go to tears streaming down your face. When you go to Comic Con, everyone in that room cares who shot oh, first. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, and just, it's, it's, and cool, it's fun. It's fun to yeah. have that. And that was one of the things that really opened. And, and I think that for me was what really determined the path of the website was like, oh, Comic Con, knowing that there's so many people that likes all that like all this different stuff. It was like, Let's just do what we like because we know there's people like us that like the same thing. So let's just do what we like. And it suddenly became a lot easier and a lot man more manageable for, the, for that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I, I want to go back again. I want to go back and, um, you know, go back to Comic-Con, experience it again. And, uh, you know, it just I, – I just – I miss it. I like to go back and do it again. But I do balance it up by going to the smaller cons too. So That's going what to I want to do. I want to hit the smaller cons up. Yeah. Because there was a part of Comic-Con I didn't like, and that was the terrible, terrible sensations it gave my body after it was done. My <laughs> shoulder was ripped to shreds. Well, you also wore, bag. like, the shittiest your bag of holding. That was uh, not My bag bad. of holding is not shitty. Geek for, cred. For, 
for, for Comic Con. For Comic Con. I got I got so many compliments on that bag. People like, oh, this dope. Yeah. Yeah, but after hour thirteen, it was. And like... the pain was okay because after a while, I just couldn't feel my shoulder anymore. <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Why is one side of your body like lower than the other? Don't worry about it. But then after day, you know, into day two, you pretty much didn't feel anything at yeah. that point. It was just you all adrenaline. Is, and this is the thing. We were smart when we hit that up because we didn't eat dumb food right. while we were on the sales. We never got the greasy – well, I think we did once just to do yeah. it. But we always had – I had like health bars. That's all I ate. We hit the market, remember? We hit yeah, the we market. hit the market but real food. I didn't drink very I, – I think I had like one soda a day. And I drank like nothing but water just all day long. Like we were so smart about that because we were both talking about it and we're like, look, we don't exercise or anything. So we need <laughs> to be is, this extra is gonna healthy. Come as, this is going to come as a shock to our system. Right? We need to be extra healthy <laughs> so we can have a good time and not worry about like, oh, I feel like shit. I don't want to go. When you know you're going to go, but then you're going right. to feel like extra shit. Yeah. The fourth that, day, though, I was ready to dip. Like yeah. midway through the fourth day, I was like, I want to go home. I do. <laughs> and, and that was the thing. Like, you know, it was, it, and the, the benefit that like Adam and, and, and John, when you, guys, when you guys went with us, is that you had the benefit of Allie and me before going. So knowing, well, already making all the mistakes we made in the beginning, knowing like, okay, we have a better plan of how we need to space this shit out. Because you, re- you read websites and you see all that stuff and you're like, how much of that is feasible? You know, yeah. like like what they say to do. And it's just like, yeah, if you go with a big group of people, fine. Yeah, you can do that shit. But when you don't have a big group of people, it's a little harder to do. But the only yeah. thing really, and I'm proud to say this, the only thing I remember doing wrong when I went to Comic-Con was my, my choice of bag. That was it. I should have gotten like a nice two-strap backpack and not a fucking yeah. messenger bag that held 80 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, that was the biggest thing. And and when I when I told you about you know stupid bag, it's not a stupid bag for people that are like, oh fuck you. No, it was a cool bag. It just wasn't right for that situation. It's not good to carry for eight hours. Yeah, because yeah, it's but, a messenger bag. Yeah, and it's going to be everything that goes into that because people don't realize you get a lot of shit. And that bag of holding can hold a lot of shit. <laughs> exactly, but your shoulder cannot. Exactly. That was the one part of the equation I forgot to factor in was my shoulder not being Hercules. Like, and, and the thing is, too, messenger, like, I kept trying to put it on the bone, like, on my shoulder, which would have oh, yeah. been fine. But, of course, I'm moving my shoulder. Right. So it slides down into your, um, what is that muscle? Like, like runs the bottom of your neck down your shoulder. Oh, yeah. the ten- There's a tendon right there. Yeah. That's what got, t- and it was bad for, like, two weeks. Yeah, you After were Comic-Con. complaining. Yeah, you were complaining about that for a while. I remember you're like, I'm fucking never going to that shit again. No, it was worth it. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah, and and I know, uh, Adam and I have to. We have to figure out a way to, for both of us to go next time and like, you know, fucking really rip roar that shit, and find those Canadian chicks again. <laughs> mm. anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Comic-Con when I when I finally buy my Tesla. That's the real way to cruise up to Comic-Con, dude. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to the last section, which is technology news. 
Uh, one of the biggest problems with some television series is that there's no way to find all episodes in one stop. Many times it is due to exclusivity deals that forces new episodes to debut on certain sites while older episodes remain on other streaming networks. That will change for the last 17 seasons of South Park's or Comedy Central's South Park. Hulu scored South a... Park's Comedy Central. Yeah, I know. South Park's Comedy Central. Um, Hulu scored a major win with the acquisition of all 17 seasons of the aging series and will get a new and will get new episodes the day after they air on the uh, one of the biggest wins is for fans or people that have may have fallen off the series during its 240 plus episode run can see all of them for free leading up to their September 24th debut every episode will be available to stream as well as all the banned episodes Content came out of its hole, saw its shadow, and ran back down the hole for protection, Matt Stone said to the New York Times. Uh, what we do is expensive. It takes a lot of people, and it makes sense to put it through windows in a way that produces a lot of value. We do what we do because we act like we own the stuff and try to surf whatever wave is out there. Uh, this is a tent pole that will help us cut through, um, cut through the clutter, and it's a great deal for both of us, said Greg Erwick head of um, content at Hulu. We have a great ex user experience and some already know how popular the show has been with our viewers based on data we already have. This is a deal for all of the people who have ever watched South Park and that's a lot of people. Now, as of now, you will be able to stream their content through many portals, but new episodes of the series will continue to um, continue through on Comedy Central, as well as South Park Studios for viewing on mobile devices and computers, and now on Hulu and Hulu Plus. That is a pretty big one for Hulu, because um, there's just so much content oh, yeah. in South Park, and a lot of the, the earlier shows... I think the earlier seasons of South Park are the best. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of got... It's not that it's gotten bad. It's just... it's It kind of feels like the same thing. It's like Family Guy. Yeah. It's like what happens after Family Guy. It becomes shock value after a bit. I don't I don't watch Family Guy anymore. But I still tell everyone it's a great show. No. I just don't watch it anymore. Yeah. But, you know. It's a lot of fucking seasons. Like, when are they going to cancel South Park? <laughs> it's crying. I know, right? Well, I mean, you have a group of nine-year-old kids that never age, so I guess it's, you know. That's very true. That's very true. Um, moving right along to more important things. <laughs> well, we all have a reason to thank Nikola Tesla. We might not know what that reason is, but I assure you, you do. Um, no one has more of a reason than uh, Elon Musk, owner and operator of both SpaceX and Tesla Motors. Uh, Musk has announced he will be donating $1 million uh, to, to 1 million um, POGs that he had. Uh, $1 million to the Tesla Science Center, and he announced it on Nikola Tesla's 158th birthday, which was a few days ago. Um, the museum will be built on Tesla's former uh, Wardenclyffe, Wardenclyffe uh, Laboratory in Shoreham, Long Island. The lab is famous for being the site of Nikola's unfinished project to send electricity and messages wirelessly across the world. He is that the, if you ever seen like Nikola Tesla famous pictures cuz there's really not that many cuz he was kind of a recluse. His is the laboratory with that huge like fucking um like radio looking antenna on top of it. Yeah. That that's the one which is now dilapidated this shit. Um 
must generously fucking donate. Edison. Fuck Edison, dude. You want to know the real truth? Look that shit up, because Edison's yeah. a dirty snake. Oh anyway, yeah. Anyway, the struggle's real. Struggle's real. Don't listen in history class, kids. Look that shit up yourself. Exactly. Musk's uh, generous donation came after a suggestion that he do so from a Tesla fan and museum backer, Matthew Inman of theoatmeal.com, which I thought was ironic and funny. Um, <laughs> Musk has also promised to build a Tesla supercharging station in the museum's parking lot. Uh, this station will have the ability to charge Tesla Motors cars fully in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, these are already up and about um, across America. And this is why Tesla Motor Companies is actually get going somewhere, because they actually build an infrastructure. Who would have thought? <laughs> I've always been a great admirer of Nikola Tesla's work and vision, and it's almost poetic for Musk to donate to a museum that honors the creator of technologies Musk is inspired by today. I wrote like three different papers on Nikola Tesla in high school. Like I always thought he, I just felt bad for him. Yeah. He's like this genius, and he literally lost his mind because everyone kept screwing him over. Yeah. Let's talk about somebody with trust issues. Right? <laughs> he got it to towards the end. He wouldn't even yeah. leave his fucking house. Like, fuck you guys. Your house, dear house, you haven't, you haven't turned on me. Ah, oh, fuck, the plumbing went. <laughs> right? And also, always dressed so sharply. In every image you see of him, just bam! For the bitches. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. There's actually a, a epic rap battle to history. I don't know if you've seen it, and it's Nikola Tesla and Edison. Oh jeez! It's one of the best ones, dude. He's oh, all, I'm Nikola Tesla, impeccably dressed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dude. It's, I'll find the link and I'll send it. To you. It's one of the uh, older ones. Uh. <laughs> oh man! All right, was well, that it? Yeah, that's it, motherfucker. Oh, that's all right. you need to know. All right, no, I just just making sure, just making sure. Didn't want to cut you off and you'd yeah, be a right. bitch the rest of the night. Whatever. When I told him about this, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> in in all um in all fairness to Steve though, I have been on this fucking tirade of electric cars for like three days. Like the only thing I talk about is driving I'm, my wife crazy too. Yeah, I'm like, why? I, I, it's like I want to text. I want to stop listening now. <laughs> There's no uh, part of you that's interested in that, you dick. I, I, it's because of the fact that I can't afford it. So, you know, I, I mean, can afford it because I steal that bitch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Many times, people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called "This Week's This Bitch." Bitches. This week's this bitch is the internet, and when I mean the internet, I mean the people that troll the internet um by the way i love buzzfeed i love i love reading i do it. too yeah. I, I, I love that shit um i'm gonna read you the headline which will pretty much tell you why the internet fails this week a whole bunch of people on facebook thought steven spielberg killed a real dinosaur fact check the triceratops became extinct 66 million years ago the director of jurassic park never shot one for sport um there's a video that was done in 1993 when uh, Steven Spielberg himself was making Jurassic Park. And it was a photo of him sitting next to the Triceratops. Now, in the movie, the Triceratops, I think, was sick. Yeah, he was sick. And it was uh, the, the way the animatronic thing was built, it was actually laying on the ground. Yeah. And it, it really like, would just breathe and its mouth would move. Yeah. And, and uh, Steven Spielberg sat next to it and, and, did a, uh, and took a picture with it. 
Well, internet humorist Jay Branscombe posted it on Facebook with the caption, disgraceful photo of recreational hunter happily posing next to a triceratops he just <laughs> slaughtered. Please share so, to the, so the world can name and shame this despicable man. Now, of course, this was the send-up of that, uh, what was it, that uh, Brazilian chick that got picked up by um, Lancome or something like that yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to become a model, a spokesperson for their uh, model for their product, and then found a picture of her sport hunting. and Killing lions it. and shit. Killing right? lions and shit, yeah. So on BuzzFeed itself, it goes, a lot of people didn't get the joke and thought Steven Spielberg really had shot a dinosaur. Um, this person called him an inhumane prick. <laughs> this one here, uh, Penelope Ray's uh, Bucand, uh He's disgusting, inhumane prick. I'd love to see these hunters be stopped. I think zoos are the best place to keep these innocent animals safe. Assholes like this piece of shit are going into, uh, into these beautiful animals' homes and killing them. It's no different than someone coming into your home and murdering you. What that uh, that's what's so selfish about people that hunt <laughs> these they're uneducated uh, pot calling the kettle and their <laughs> way of thinking is is well is well these in these animals are overpopulating and are going to die anyway well human beings are overpopulating guess what if we were killing uh, if we were to kill an innocent human being and use that as an excuse we'd be in prison i think this i think it's time to say the same thing about animal rights steven spielberg i'm disappointed in you i'm not watching any of your movies again animal killer um and as of this article so far the image had had 30,000 shares and attracted 10,000 comments including disgraceful no wonder dinosaurs became extinct sickos like this kills every last one of them uh, as soon as they're discovered, he should be in prison. He should be killed instead. <laughs> Beautiful creature, innocently living millions of years ago. Then the monster comes. Then this monster comes along. Some commenters made an ob uh, an obvious point that the image was supposed to be satirical. This one dude. Uh, I don't know how many of you are um, are not in the know, but dinosaurs have been extinct for like quite a long, quite a while. The man can't hurt what has been dead for millions of years. In another one, it says, but it did make a difference. Uh, this one person goes, that's Steven Spielberg, director of Jurassic Park. And then somebody below him, I don't care who he is, he shouldn't have shot this animal. Spielberg is so fucking dumb. Uh, in response to the deluge of confused comments, Branscombe replied with another picture of Spielberg. This time, the comment reads, folks, we need, to, we need your help identifying this vicious shark killer showing posed in an elite on his illegal prey sharks are essentially uh, are essential to the ecosystem and their waters are protected off the coast of california if you have any knowledge of this fiend's identity or whereabouts please contact authorities immediately and it's steven spielberg sitting on the uh shark from jaws so <laughs> oh now people are going to keep doing it to see who will fall for it oh yeah like they're going to post a bunch of images from movies and shit and be like what <laughs> So people started sending little props, like they say soon, you know, they have Spielberg standing next to E.T. And uh, they got, and other memes showed up, like, in 20 years, they'll think I really killed this prop, LOL, S. Spielberg, 1993. And someone <laughs> photoshopped, like, a big gun in front of it. He goes, and at the end, it goes, and ultimately, the whole thing just got really confusing. This person wrote, 
I don't know who's dumber, the people acting like this, sh this shit is real or the other commenters that are mad at the people thinking it's real. So stupid. I can't, <laughs> I don't even have a comment. Like I saw, I saw this picture before you even picked it. And I was, I just, I, I don't know. It was a mixture of like, what the fuck? And then also not being shocked. Yeah. Because this is, this is, goes on what we were talking about. Pet peeve of mine now. At first, the pet peeve was the fake news things, yeah. like everyone trying to copy the onion but not being funny about it. Right. And then um, now it's the people that fall for it. Yeah. Because one, they don't read the article. Oh, God, yeah. Or two, they're just fucking retarded. My like, favorite is reading comments about the article based on the title. And you read the article, and half the time, you got to remember, people that write these titles write it for value for you to, like, oh, what's that? And read the article and then when you see people like commenting you're like did you even read this thing <laughs> yeah hail hydra that's all i gotta say hail hydra yeah straight up yeah if you'd like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast please comment it on our facebook page uh or recommend it on our facebook page facebook.com slash the lazy geeks or mention it on twitter at the lazy geeks using hashtag this bitch uh it's, you can even email it to us on the website thelazygeeks.com at you whoa the hell just happened oh damn i was trying to get that out before a sneeze kicked in and oh that was weird all right so now that that's out of the way uh site comments yeah. uh yeah bettina smith 142 commented on the site for comic-con thursday and friday listings by the way if you want to see the complete listing not what we thought was cool the complete listing of shit that's coming out on comic-con for all four days be sure to hit the website, lazygeeks.com, where we have uh, all four days there on the site. Um, uh, she wrote, The cons can definitely be overwhelming if you don't plan it well and haven't been to many. You really need to pick and choose what you want to go to because waiting in line shoots, shoots down most of your free time that you can spend uh, looking to the at the exhibit hall. <coughs> That's very true. Uh, when we went... We had to figure what is it that we needed to see first and foremost. And, uh, and I think that really helps you. But you got to do it beforehand. Don't make it up like the night before you're there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think, oh, well, we'll go here at t and it ends at 11, then we can get to Hall H and get to that one by 12. No, you won't. <laughs> it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Stuart Tr Trillwell. Uh, on our Google Plus page, commented on my Chromecast mirrors on phone and tablets. Use this today on my S5, and it works really well. Tiny bit of lag, but I'm sure it'll only get better. Uh, that's really cool. I thought that was nice to have somebody who actually tried it and said, like, hey, this actually kind of works. Um, so that was pretty cool. And Peter, in my comment or my story about Episodes 7 not coming to Comic-Con, you know they're saving the good stuff for D23 next year which is Disney's own little con that it goes to distributors, and I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So that's about it. So before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast or wherever you get the show, iTunes, the website, or Lipson. We're even on Stitcher now, so let us know how we're doing, and we can uh, so we can see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Mm. We also have a bunch of social media, too. We're on uh, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all the links to our various social media havens. So and just that remember is... that you could have gotten all of this a much different way. 
if they would have listened to Tesla. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Open your mind. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the more you know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley, still. <laughs> the struggle. The struggle, struggle is, is real. Is real. <laughs>